circo, ta, 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 afro circo, afro circo, afro motas, 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 afro. And what is up, podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world? You are listening to The Soundcast, the official podcast of TrackSounds.com. I'm your host, Christopher Coleman, and this is episode 59. Can you believe it? 59 episodes of this thing. And on this episode, we are going to be continuing our 2013 year in preview. And we're only going to be talking about animated features, more or less features, that are coming out. Uh, this year and the scores that are going to be accompanying them. Last week, or last episode, we uh, did our year in preview, the video game edition, which you may or may not have (laughs) listened to yet because I may not have posted it yet by the time you're listening to this. But nonetheless, it is the previous episode and we have one more after episode 59. Our episode 60 will finally be getting to our year in preview for feature films. And so um, we're looking forward to doing that one as well. On the line, as always, we have Marius Massilar in Toronto, Canada, Edmund Meinertz in Wales, and Richard Buxton in London. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just pretty good. Wow. I'm Marius? excellent. There we go. Fantastic. Like Bring in the enthusiasm. <laughs> um, and our special guest tonight is Chelsea Robson and Morgan Stradling, who are the Rotoscopers and have their own podcast which focuses on animation only and a podcast that I love uh, called Animation Addicts. Chelsea and Morgan, welcome to the Soundcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're excited. We are too. And, you know, I've been listening to your your podcast for between six to nine months. Um, We were talking offline a second ago, myself and Morgan, and and you're just about a year old or just over a year old. Yes, we just had our first year anniversary. It's a tender moment for us. (laughs) Well, that's awesome, and um, I love listening to your podcast because you guys are you're always you're always having a good time with it. And, oh yeah, uh, that makes it that makes it fun to listen to. Uh, so it'll be a good balance here because we're pretty um, uh, we're a little more stoic. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> our, our good time is is held inside. <laughs> uh, so this should be but a at good least balance. We have it. Yes, we do have it. We do have it. We just don't always want to make it public. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We do have we do have a good time, but I think you guys have a better time. Um, so we're looking. I'm looking for you guys to infect us with the good timeness um, of your personalities. Um, so we're really really excited to have you guys on tonight. Um, of course, we we're going to be do our what uh, what you've been listening to segment bef- and uh, a sidetrack before we get into our main topic, which is. 2013 year in preview, the animated edition. Um, Before we do that, Mary's has a few things to let everyone know about how they can contact us. We are all over the place and we love hearing from you. So here's a few different ways you can get a hold of us. Um, Probably the easiest is by email. We are soundcast at tracksounds.com. You can also leave us a voicemail if you like at 407-512-0614. We are very active and responsive on Twitter at Track Sounds, and we're also on Facebook, where I will be posting more. Yes. Um, and that's facebook.com/slash Track Sounds. And of course, if you like 
listening to us, and uh, you've obviously found a way to do so, but we are also available on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, or via the RSS feed that you can find at tracksounds.com. So uh, get in touch. Give us your thoughts. We love hearing from you. And if you're using Google Reader to uh, subscribe to us, you better change that real quick because I just read that Google is shutting that down, which ticks me off because that's my primary RSS reader. Um, So, yeah, if you're using Google Reader, you better switch it up real fast. Um, Before we get into what have you been listening to, I just want to ask you, Morgan and Chelsea, what motivated you to start uh, your podcast a year ago? You want to take it, Chelsea? Sure, I can do this. Um, so Morgan and I have always been the type that when we were in high school, we've, we've been friends since like the fourth grade. Um, but when we were in high school, we would always get together and we'd like watch movies and we're just like, wow, we're so funny. We, we think we're funny at least. <laughs> <laughs> Don't admit <laughs> that. <laughs> well, no, but this was like, we just really enjoyed doing it. Like we just love talking to each other about these random different movies and then, oh, did you hear this? Oh, did you see this about this? And you know, one time we, we made a goal like, yeah, we should make a movie once, but we should really just make a commentary before we make the movie because that would just be awesome. <laughs> and so I think that's kind of how it all started. We're just like, you know, let's just do commentaries of our own and just, you know, and we we traveled a bit and then we finally, a year ago, we decided, all right, we're going to do it. And um, we just we just did it. And so... We added a, another friend of ours, Mason Smith. And so the three of us, we have all varying backgrounds. And so it's really cool to be able to look at certain things in certain ways. Um, he is an animation student. Morgan is into marketing. I'm a singer. And so like, there's just a lot of things that we have to add and not just uh, one side of everything. So it's fun. We have a great time every time. Nice. Nice. Um, well, that's interesting. Another contrast to us. I've never physically met Marius, Richard, or Edmund. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've never met. Um, but they've all, they all came on at different times to be uh, staff writers for, for Track Sounds. And uh, as we had staff, we had people to the podcast. Um, and uh, but, that, but backgrounds, again, like you guys, very varying as well. And I think one of the, one, the main reason I, I asked you guys to come on uh, is because I've listened to a number of your shows, obviously. And you guys generally pay attention to the music. And any podcast that – any movie, video game podcast that uh, pays particular attention to music always catches my attention and will likely keep me subscribed. <laughs> um, and so that's something that I've appreciated about your podcast. And – before I go any further, I have an apology to make to Chelsea, and I do this publicly and and on the air because uh, I didn't know that you read my email. I think it was in your like end of year show or recap or something. I forget exactly which show it was. Yeah, it was and, the best of 2012. Okay, that show. I listened to that after I had started emailing um, you guys about being on the show and or tweeting and I don't know which one of you was replying. I think it was Morgan, but you're saying, yeah. oh. You know, um, you know, I knew I knew your name from from the episode or your email or something, and so I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't remember hearing that." So I went back, found the show, listened to it, and that was the sh- I was responding to the show that you focused on Prince of Egypt, which is one of my favorite animated features, and I, and I and I complain kind of complained about the end song being um, it's the When You Believe song, uh, and I said, "Oh, I wish it had been the the Whitney Houston." 
uh, Mariah Carey version. So here's the, the apology. It's kind of apology and it's kind of not. Because here's why I said that. Because I heard your response. You're, you're like, oh, he must not have listened to the whole thing because I sang, I sang that song. And so here's the thing. I didn't know that was you, Chelsea. I thought, because I know they released like 15 different versions of the soundtrack. A Nashville version, a contemporary Christian version, the regular. And I thought, oh, this must be one of the versions off of either the Nashville or the Christ, contemporary Christian um, version of the soundtrack. So it's a high compliment that I assumed well, that I that's you. where well, that's where it came from. So... Um, I wanted to apologize for for making that mistake, but then it, as I was thinking about apologizing, I was like, "Wait a minute!" But I thought it was from one of the other CDs, so that's that's where that came from. Um, so it's an apology, but it's also a compliment at the same time. Those are the best kind. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think, <laughs> I don't know how to do that on purpose, but that's what I think I just did. Um, but but you guys paid a lot of attention to the music in that particular episode, and I really appreciated it. Um, so. Let's see. I think we should move on. I just listened to your last episode, and so I oh, think. Uh, can I just say, going... right oh, after yeah. we recorded that one, we did the Adventures of Tintin. I was driving home, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about John Williams." You sure did. Oh. <laughs> I was about to just. I was just and about to get on that. I had lots of things. It's just because I didn't put them in the dock, and yeah, so there were lots of thoughts I had about that. But what, maybe you have thoughts about John yeah. Williams. It sounded much like a typical John Williams score. Um, but. Yeah, well, I know one of you has that down as what you've been listening to, so we'll, we can start there. Um, uh, Chelsea, you wrote that down for that's something you've been listening to. Let's so let's start with you, and anyone can chime in on it. But I saw that you had had written that down. Yeah, well, because of the last episode that we did was the Adventures of Tintin. I mean, I I never heard of Tintin, and so it was like, oh, cool, let's you know, let's dive in and see what's see what's up. Um, and so I just started listening to the soundtrack and I really enjoyed it. You know, it's something, it was very, in a lot of ways, just, you know, had very, um, just kept you on your toes, very fast paced. And it really was the, what kept you in the movie. I mean, aside from the fact that it was very much, that the movie itself was very, very fast paced, um, you're still just, that, that score is going to keep you in, in the moment. And so I really appreciated that. And then. Um, I just really liked it. You know, it's I'm getting a little bit more into classical music, and so it's like, oh, that's nice. Like, it mm -hmm. just has a really good feel for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, before you go into your other ones that you've been listening to, I, I just react to that and and say personally, I think I think that's John Williams' most effective score in the last few years. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it. It's my favorite of his scores of the last few years. I mean, Lincoln was very good. Four Horse was very good. But I think th that score fit that film um, better than anything he's done in, in a while. Not that the others were bad, but that this was such a perfect fit for his, his style um, right now. Um, guys, what do you guys think? I don't think can, you've ever talked about Can I ask oh, you sorry. a question about John yeah. Williams and, I yeah. guess, all his scores? I mean, do you feel, because when I'm listening to a movie, I can tell, oh, that's a John Williams score. You know, he yeah. has sort of like the same themes and, you know, certain instruments have priority and they play very loudly. Um, you know, trumpets kind of come to mind. But do, do you think that some of this stuff, I'm not saying it all sounds the same, but that in a way that it is John Williams that sometimes it distracts? Um, I, I think it depends on the listener. But yeah, I think it can sometimes. Uh, he definitely has a very distinctive style now in his later years that makes his stuff very I mean his stuff has always been identifiable but, but I think mm, 
Yeah, I think it can be. I mean, there are other composers out there, let's say a James Horner or so, that, that get accused of that a lot more.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think John Williams is so revered that people give him a, lot, give him a little <laughs> bit more latitude、um, in that, in that Which way. Which could be part of the problem because. You know, if, if your movie has John Williams, then maybe the director or sound editor will be、um, willing to put that far, a, lot, a very far forward in the, in the mix, kind of. True. And he pretty much only scores for Spielberg anymore. That's true. So, That's true. you know, they have, they have that relationship worked out pretty well, and they know, you know, they know what to expect from each other.、Mm-hmm. I don't know, that it's, fair. I don't know、uh, that it's fair to call it samey, though. I think this falls into、no. the same.、Uh, Trap as,、uh, as most musical familiarity. I mean, someone who's not familiar with、um, electronic music or dubstep or something will say, oh, it all sounds the same. And then、mm. someone who is familiar will be like, what are you talking about? This one has <laughs>、yeah. blah, blah. You know, and it's the same kind of thing with a score、um, from John Williams. I mean, he, one thing that's, that's definitely easy to、uh, admit about him is that he, his musical voice is very different from the current mainstream. So、yeah. it is easily identifiable as a John Williams score.、Um, however, I don't know that I could agree with them all sounding、um, the same, really. It's, it's just a, a different musical language. And if you're not used to it, then it's very、um, it's easy to say, yes, it's all in that same language necessarily.、Um, but again, like with any other genre, I think,、uh, I think familiarity、um, yeah. plays a big part in how it's interpreted. I think. I think the word same is a little bit loaded. I mean,、yeah. you can take that negatively as it, you know, is, oh, it is the same or does it kind of sound the same? Well, I don't think it's an insult to say that it kind of sounds the same. It's coming from the same guy.、Um, and, you know, so I don't think that that's necessarily a negative thing. But his stuff is very identifiable、um, and no one else really sounds like him. Yeah. Which、um, is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Gotta so. Gotta make your mark. The only reason I brought that up is just the very beginning interlude.、Um, Kind of this 1920s. I don't know. It just reminded me exactly of Catch, of catch Me. How do you say it? Catch Me catch If me You Can. Yeah. It was kind of the same style of animation to the beginning and kind of the same beginning motif, I guess. But not the、yeah. same. I, I understand. Not same, but、yeah. same voice. But similar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's John Williams. Yeah.、Um, yeah. I mean, and I think when we did, we did talk about this a little bit, it was, that was some the way I don't know who described it. It might have been me, it might have been Mary, so I'm not sure. But we talked about it as a. A mesh of Catch Me If You Can with, I don't know, the Indiana Jones score or something. It was, it, we used other John Williams scores and said it was kind of an, an amalgam of a couple or three of his previous scores, which kind of resulted in what we got for Tintin, which I thought was highly effective within that film.、Um, so, any other thoughts about the Tintin score? Yeah, I、no? think it's, I think it's,、um, I agree with you. I think it's,、uh, One of his best in the last six, seven years. Certainly one yeah, of his not, most distinctive. Yeah. I mean, not that there's been that much out of him, but、uh, yeah. I, I, you know, out of what there is, I think probably since you know, the, the big 2005 year, his best.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Uh, it just seemed to fit so well to me. I mean, it just was a perfect, perfect fit to me.、Um, uh, Chelsea, what else have you been listening to? Well, also, I've been listening to the soundtrack for Sparkle, which is a movie put out、um, with Jordan Sparks, and it was also the very last film of Whitney Houston.、Mm-hmm. And so, this, the whole soundtrack is very much in the RB style. And、mm-hmm. I just, 
you know, that was this week. I was like, huh, this sounds interesting. I hadn't heard it yet. And so if you really like R&B, uh, you might really like it. I mean, I'm not like the the biggest R&B fan, but I can really appreciate it for what it is. And so it was. it's cool to see the very last things that Whitney Houston did. And what did we hit about the anniversary for that, for her passing too, didn't we? Yeah. Must have been about a year ago. Well, it was right before the, the – uh, it was right before – Oh, right before the – the Oscars or the Grammys or something. The Grammys, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, I didn't see that movie, and I haven't heard the soundtrack, so I don't, I don't. It, she must sing on it, I assume. Oh yeah, she does. She's got two okay. songs on there. Uh, one song is an, is a duet with Jordan Sparks, and another one is um, just her alone. Okay. All right. Nice. And it's awesome. Whitney Houston is normal. Of course. Uh, um, let's see. Morgan, what have you been listening to? So I have been listening to the Princess and the Frog soundtrack, and I know that sounds so typical and cheesy from a, an animation girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've, I usually listen to a lot of podcasts and kind of haven't listened to a lot of music in the past six months. Um, and so I, this one just sort of came up, and I saw it, and I started listening to it, and I just really, really enjoyed it. I didn't see this movie when it first came out, um, and so I kind of was late to the game, I guess, on this one. And... It's done by Randy Newman, and it's kind of going, this movie is a princess movie, and it's going back to the 90s, you know, where you have your songs and your princess, and um, so I really, I really, really liked it. I think I had um, Almost There, the song that Tiana sings about, you know, having her own restaurant, and um, the, the animation style changes during that period or during that song, and I've, I've probably listened to that one on repeat a lot. I just think it's, it's very happy, it's motivating, um, it's a good mix of kind of quirky songs, songs that mm-hmm. kind of introduce certain characters and um yeah so i've been listening to that and i really like it and i'm really glad that that movie came out and i don't think it got as much attention as uh, maybe it should have yeah. but yeah, and I disney agree. sort of blames it for being like oh it failed because it was 2d and i, yeah, I don't think that's no. the case but yeah well so be honest do you skip the score tracks I don't. No. <laughs> oh, nice. No, no, no. Okay. That's, um, I know some people who delete those from their like Disney yeah. playlist, and I'm like, ah, what are you doing? Like, What I love about the scores is that you can, especially if you watch the movies lots of times, I mean, sometimes the scores are better than just the songs. Particularly, I think, I think back to Little Mermaid, where almost every note you can identify with a scene. So, right. yeah. Yeah, you won't get any argument out of us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if any of you uh, admit to deleting your scores. <laughs> they wouldn't be on this podcast if that was the case. Um, I will say that the thing I thought about that soundtrack, that was the perfect fit for Randy Newman. No I kidding. Mean, he scores a lot of Disney slash Pixar stuff, but that if there was ever an animated film that was made for Randy Newman, that was the one. And I thought that was a, a perfect choice. He's not always my favorite, but that was a perfect choice. I thought for that for that particular film. Um, nice, nice. Um, Marius, what have you been listening to? Um, well, geez, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I've been listening <laughs> to Dead Space Three. Um, nice. I'm very Randy Newman. Very Randy. Yeah, I, I especially <laughs> love the songs. Um, <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with the with the score, and um, just I mean, again, I'm a huge fan of uh, both Jason Graves and James Hannigan, um, and uh, I, I really think they the more the more time I spent listening to it, and uh, I'm nearly through the game. I haven't quite finished it yet, but I'm nearly through. Uh, the more time I spend immersed in the score, the the more impressed I am by how uh, how far it's come, um, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the series. 
Um, so that's that's been uh, one of the uh, the more pleasant experiences. One of the not so pleasant ones has been Stoker, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I believe it's Clint Mansell. Yep, and, uh, and someone else, someone else is on that too. I forget who. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it popped up on uh, on RDO recently, and I always keep an eye out for new soundtracks there to listen to. I had, I honestly had trouble sitting through it. Um, there are, I think, two or three cues on there that I actually really enjoyed, um, but the majority of it was just really dull, and um, mm. the parts where it veers off into strangeness just didn't keep my attention like it for some reason it wasn't um compelling weirdness like in sinister or something like that it was it was just sort of off kilter and not that interesting so i i don't know maybe i have to spend more time with it but first impressions were not exactly favorable um i think philip glass is on that too and then there's yet still someone else but philip glass i think has some tracks on there i don't know if it's old stuff they've used or new stuff but i think he's yeah i think it's tracked in I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't remember seeing any other names on the uh, on the credits for the album there. But that's the who knows yeah. how complete that is. So now, let me just interrupt you, Richard. I think you were really looking forward to that film, right? Uh, yeah, I still haven't and, seen it actually. But oh, but the music. Have you listened to it? Uh, some of it. Uh, it's okay. I yeah yeah feel the same <laughs> way. I guess. I think okay. it's just um, a score you have to hear in the film. Really? Yeah. I suspect that's the case, and I, I haven't gone to see the film yet. But um, just on its own, it, it didn't didn't do much for me. So, oh well. Yeah. Okay. And uh, last up was Oz, the Great and Powerful, mm-hmm. Danny Elfman. I have uh, I have sort of mixed feelings about that one too. I really like how um, sort of old school Danny it is. Yeah. Um, that's really really nice. It's it's a very charming score. Um, but my problem with it is that a lot of the melodic fragments are very familiar. Um, US very, very familiar. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say. So, Wait, so, okay. what did you say? Okay, uh, Marius so, is a Canadian in particular. I ought to recognize one of the themes. Exactly, because oh. I'm sitting you know, I'm sitting here listening to it. I've got it playing while I'm doing something else on audio, and suddenly it like blares into the Canadian anthem, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. What? And, like intentionally? Well, I, it's Oz. I mean, it's not that weird up here. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's you think that was just coincidental yeah. that they quoted the Canadian national anthem? It's not a full quote, um, but it's it's like a very you you cannot if you know the Canadian national anthem you cannot possibly miss the um, yeah. Is it the first few? It's just it's just measures oh, or Canada. what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's recognizable. Yeah. So that okay. that is in there, and it like the first time it shows up, it's this big brass fanfare, and I I was jolted. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, my problem was not so much that. It's just in general, the thematic material feels extremely familiar. Like I was picking yes. out snippets from yeah. Charlie and the um, and the yeah. chocolate, chocolate, whatever it was, that one, yeah, and um, yep. and a bunch of his other more whimsical scores. And I suppose yep. that's maybe it's some lingering temp track, or maybe it's just Danny being um, Danny, 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 and and phoning mm-hmm. in a little bit of the thematic stuff, but. I feel I feel bad faulting the score as a whole because what he's done with those fragments is really really nice and um, and musically um, interesting. It's just I can't get past how familiar it all is. Yeah, I, and I not familiar saying... in like the the overall. Oh, it's charming, Danny Elfman. It's like familiar in the oh, that's from this score, that's from this score. Yeah, and yeah, so 
a little, yep. little ambivalent about this one. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to that one too, so I might as well chip in and say basically I agree with pretty much everything you've said. Um, and I, I already started to slightly have this impression with Frankenweenie, and now Oz is just kind of increasing it. And I yes. think that Elfman's bag of tricks is starting to wear a little bit thin lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think since Alice in Wonderland, he's been kind of, or I guess really Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, because Alice had a lot to do with Charlie. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of, um, not, I'm not going to say writing the same score over and over again, but he has def- he's definitely been kind of pulling from the same hat yeah for these yeah. big fantasy movies well i put that down too and that because i've been listening to it and i feel the exact same way had i not liked frankenweenie so much because that felt like like refreshing from because mm-hmm. he hadn't been doing that style in a while uh, or at least not since alice and so i was i really like frankenweenie a lot and then when i heard this I was like oh it's yeah. it's more frankenweenie which is not bad but it's just like well i'll just go listen to frankenweenie yeah um so yeah, so I'm gonna. And I think I, I prefer Elfman when he when he goes veers off a little bit into the experimental, but still manages to keep his own voice. Yeah, like um, like uh, a couple of years ago when he did that Iris for Cirque du Soleil, that's yeah. some of the best stuff I've heard from him in a long time. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. And I mean, for me, it's it's weird. I never thought I'd say this, but one of my like favorite Danny Elfman scores of the recent years has been uh, Hellboy Two, mm-hmm. um, because that's Launch just. For me. Yeah, I mean, Wanted is a very cool score, but Hellboy 2 is kind of large and uh, and brings in a lot of his orchestral um, mm-hmm. stuff, but it does so in a more, um, less whimsical way. It's, it's Some of it is, is deliberately freaky or, or just unusual, like the troll market um, mm-hmm. cue in particular is, is, is awesome. And, you know, just that, that kind of, um, when he's doing a little bit of exploring within the same realm. I like his stuff a lot better than this, which just feels... Eh, Danny by the numbers. Yeah, Danny yeah. by the numbers, I guess, is is the best way to put it. it sounds like a gangster name. <laughs> Danny by the numbers. Uh, <laughs> well, we can look forward to more because there's a, there's a sequel or two coming. Um, Chelsea or Morgan, did you see um, Oz Great and Powerful yet or listen, happen to listen to the music at all? I saw the movie. I haven't listened to the soundtrack, but I thought the movie was okay. Mm, Not just okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I, I kind of related it. If you really liked Alice, you'll like it. If you didn't, and okay. I don't know, you won't. So has anyone here seen it? I haven't seen it. I've been, I wanted to, I just didn't get to see it this week. I mean, apparently I, I was to. in the minority because $80 million were sold of tickets. So, you know, people uh, liked it, I guess. And there's a sequel coming. <laughs> yes. Okay. Richard, did you see it or? Uh, no, no, I don't think I will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Richard boycotts everything. <laughs> uh, he hasn't seen The Hobbit yet. Have you? Have you no, seen The Hobbit? I haven't. <laughs> I really enjoyed the sound. Sorry, go ahead, Chelsea. I said I really enjoyed the the sound editing on The Hobbit. I thought that one blew me away. I was the sound editing. Yeah, I mean just. You how you they threw it all together, um, the mm-hmm. score itself, but just every little thing. I mean, all the sound, just everything, and the sound of that one just gave me chills up and down all the time. So I was, hmm. I was very impressed with them. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought the sound, the mix, the sound mix was was really good um, as well. Um, who was going? Oh, Edmund, you were kind of yeah. going. So why don't you continue? Uh, yeah, I've, I also gave a listen to "The Call" by John Debney and instantly regretted it. 
<laughs> it's not his best work. Not exactly. No, it's pretty much the lowest of the low of generic thriller electronica yeah. ambiance. It's really, it's really sad. What yeah. idiot put John Debney on that kind of score? Uh, uh, he. I was reading. I don't know if it's the press release or what that went with it, but it was like he'd never done that before, and I think he was looking at mm-hmm. that as a challenge, you know. Yeah, no, he mentioned and Trent Reznor in the in the press release, and I re- wish I'd read that before I listened to it, because I <laughs> wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, it, you would never know it's John Debney, that's for sure. No, he really wouldn't. Although, he did do a similarly weak score last year for Alex Cross, so... Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I've forgotten all about that, too. <laughs> On purpose. And it's nah, a I'm bit of a shame. This. I don't... John Debney, you know given the right project he can write such great stuff but he's so rarely given the right project but he does do a lot of projects I mean, he's he's rarely short on, True. on opportunities but it's been a while yeah. since you know the last sort of major thing from him yes lair pretty much mm. well dreamhouse yeah. was pretty good oh was it Gosh, okay I don't remember that i don't remember much about it. i remember him doing it but not much about it uh richard what have you been listening to um, I've been listening to uh, Bit Trip Runner Two. Um, I forget the subtitle for that. Uh, future Le- uh, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't time. played this one. Uh, I played the first one, but I think this one, as a listening experience, is quite a lot better. I I like the music mm. in the first one, but it, when you listen to it as a soundtrack, it's still in the form that it is in the game. Which I don't know if you've played the game, but Mm-mm. is it is that in the the new Humble Bundle? I don't know. I've just heard. Or is it yeah. older than no, they that? had it on a game music bundle, just where you pay like ten dollars, yeah. and then you get all the soundtracks from yeah. the series. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's just the game yeah. music, not the yeah. not the humble bundle no, it wasn't five the or whatever that was. No. It, yeah, okay. it's not in the actual game bundle. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, it's pretty uh, easy, relaxing to listen to, but kind of exciting uh, simultaneously. Um, mm. And this one lends itself better to just listening because it doesn't evolve in the same way as the gameplay uh, dictated. In oh, the first really? game, so it's more of a listening experience instead. Because in the first game, the music evolves as you reach the later stages of each uh, level. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, atmosphere at the beginning, and then it evolves. You know what I mean? But this one is yeah. It's structured as a uh, just a listening experience, so it's a lot more fun, I think. And it's got a fuller okay. sound as well, which is good. Um, nice. And otherwise, I've been listening to God of War: uh, Ascension by Tyler Bates and. Mm. I think it's pretty good, considering uh, how much hate he gets all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I haven't listened to it yet, not, but I've heard some positive things. It's not amazing. More positive than normal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not amazing, yeah. but uh, it's good. I think it's more consistent than the previous uh, scores because I had moments. One would hope. Yeah. Well, God of War One. Uh, I thought there were like maybe four or five tracks which I thought were great, and I didn't yeah. listen to anything else on the score and the same for the second and third I think this one's more consistent yeah. maybe it doesn't have those standout moments but yep. overall it's got a much larger sound as well so it yep. really fits I guess I haven't played the game because it's not out yet but yeah no I, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing what he's done there mm. so just just for once that hopefully he just doesn't get yeah. skewered by the by the community at large I don't see how they can uh, really hate this one it's, it's just it's not incredible. It's just standard, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an upgrade then. Yeah. <laughs> that's an upgrade. Um, 
Nice. Uh, well, I'll just mention one as we've been going for a while. Um, I've kind of rediscovered X-Men First Class over the weekend, and I kind of tweeted about it quite a bit because I'd really forgotten about that film and that score especially. So when I rewatched it, I was like, wow, this was a really, really solid um, superhero film. And I would really put it just a notch or two below the Avengers, really. Mm-hmm. And and the score is, is just... Is, it's great, and I just latched on. I don't know why I latched on to Magneto's theme so much this time, but it just it's like, man, that is a great villain theme. Um, just super memorable. And, you know, then I rewatched Avengers, I don't know when that was, a couple nights ago, and I was, you know, going back, and I, want, I wanted to specifically hear the villain's theme for that, and, and for Loki. And it's just like two notes, and it's just, it's so just boring. No wonder no one remembers it, myself included. I didn't know there but, was one. Yeah, there's just these couple of low bass notes that play whenever Loki's kind of hovering around doing his thing. Um, but it's just, it's totally forgettable. And while uh, Magneto's is just, it's just fantastic. I mean, there's not much to it. It's a bass line, but there's more to it than that. Um, but I just, I just fell, fell in love with it again. And so I've really been enjoying that score. And, you know, to, to think that on the Blu-ray they did do an isolated score, uh, they don't do that very often. And that says a lot about Matthew Vaughn, the director, and what he thought of it. Um, so I appreciate them, them putting that kind of effort into the Blu-ray and putting that kind of special feature on it. I wish they would do that a lot more. Um, so I just wanted to kind of mention that as something I've been listening to and, and a shout-out to the producers of that Blu-ray for putting an isolated score um, on the Blu-ray. Um, so, of course, that's what we've been listening to. We always like to know what our listeners are listening to. And of late, I've been trying to inject the hashtag WHYBLT, still explaining to some that I'm not talking about the sandwich. Um, <laughs> people are asking, what? Well, why not BLT? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not what I'm asking. Um, but if you're, if you're listening to us and you're on Twitter... Uh, and you want to share what you've been listening to? I do. I do look at that hashtag all day, every day, to see what people are out there listening to, and I retweet the ones that are like, "Oh, good call," uh, and I'll retweet those. So, um, but you can also email us, tweet at us, let us know what you've been listening to. We might be missing something, and you might be, know something that we don't know, and we don't like to not know good music that's out there. So let us know and use the hashtag W H Y B L T. Um. All right, well, let's move on to our main topic of the night at last, which is our 2013 year in preview, the animated edition. So let's do that. Let's look at 2013 and see what the animation gods have for us. And we're going to start with some of the more obscure um, titles. Um, Let's start off with what Studio Ghibli is doing this year, which is pretty fantastic if you're a Studio Ghibli fan, as many of us are. Um, Two films released or going to be released this year. Whether they get released here in 2013, I'm not sure. Maybe Does anyone 20, know if they're... 25 or something. In America, <laughs> yeah, especially. The... I don't know why. Even we get it before. Yeah, I don't... Do... Morgan or Chelsea, do you know if uh, the two Studio Ghibli films are going to be released in the U.S. this year? Yeah, they are. I'm... I think I have a weird source 
or memory memory oh. of this. I think they're being released on the same day, or maybe not. Let me, I could look it up. But uh, this you mean the two films being released on the same day, or the same day everywhere? Yeah, they globally? will be. Yeah, I'm just pulled up the story. They will be released on the exact same day in the United States, both films. <laughs> Which seems like a horrible marketing idea. Why can't we spread this out at least six it? months? Yeah. You know? That doesn't make any sense. So it's... That doesn't make any sense at all. In theaters on the same Yes. Day. What? Yeah, That's I could. Weird. See, I... That's odd. Okay. I think one of the reasons why um, we're not getting the... Like, they're just not doing as well here is in general, and I'm, I'm speaking hugely in generalities here... Um, mm. But in general, I think Ameri- Americans are kind of afraid of, of Japanese animation. And so they're just like, I don't know what to expect when I go into it. So mm, That could be. I mean, if, but Studio Ghibli's pretty tame. I mean, it's very tame. Yeah, I mean, for- it can be biz- bizarre. But, hey, my parents <laughs> walked into Secret World of Arietti on their own. I mean, they didn't let that hold them okay. back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, maybe the tide is turning. Well, in any case, the two films are the 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 Wind Rises and the Tale of Princess uh, Kaguya, and they're both scored by Joe Hisaishi, which couldn't be there couldn't be any better news than that um, in terms of the music. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be much argument about whether we're excited about that or not. But um, um, what do you guys think about that? Are you excited for them? Um, you're excited for one more than the other. I, I don't think um, uh, Hideo my, Miyazaki's he's not directing both. I forget who the director of the of the second one no, is. It's Isao Takahata. He's doing with uh, the, the princess. princess yeah. the prin- okay. Sadly, he directed my two least favorite Ghibli <laughs> movies. So, oh, so you really? have high hopes. Which- <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, which are uh, Pompoko and Only Yesterday, which Pompoko is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it was really it was really horrible. Okay, um, so but score wise, what are, you, are you guys looking forward to that or or not or don't care? Indifferent? What do you think? Well, I can't wait. Anything that's got Joe Hisaishi attached to it is bold, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. I but by default, I'm looking forward. To, I don't even care what the films are about or when they're coming out. Just give me the music, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard, I, I can guess mm-hmm. that you're probably yeah. pretty, yeah, definitely. pretty excited um, about that. <laughs> I'm kind of in a way. I, I'm happy they're coming out at the same time, just because it's been quite a while mm-hmm. since because they didn't release one last year, even though I saw one last year. So. I guess it doesn't really make sense from a marketing uh, financial standpoint, it, but yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see both. So, Thanks for from an us getting picture. the scores quickly perspective, it makes sense. True, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Edmund, any any thoughts on those two? Oh yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I mean, um, probably of the two, the wind rises the only one that I stand a chance of seeing, just because it is the Miyazaki, but. Um, the scores I'll definitely pick up both if I can get my hands on them, and they will probably be excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. There was something. One of his scores just released for uh, as a as a feature film, I believe, and it's really mellow. I mean, f- even for Joe Hisaishi, it's just it's almost boring. I'd have to say. Hmm. 
which kind of concerns me a little bit. It's called, what's the name of it? Tokyo something, Tokyo Family, Tokyo something. Um, and ah, I was like, it's okay, but it it did cause me a slight bit concern, but just, we'll see. You know, go back and listen to Nino Kuni again and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I know, but... You know, this, I mean, Nino Cooney, he wrote years ago now. I mean, that's it's true. That's almost ancient history. Um, Morgan, what about you? Are you are you a big Joe Hisaishi fan? Um, not particularly. I'm just sort of getting into the Studio Ghibli films. So I okay. don't have enough to play off of for his other scores. I mean, I have seen some of them a long time ago, but I mean, can't. The most recent, probably the biggest being, um, ah, Ponyo? just left my head. Ponyo, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you see I did. Ponyo? I liked yeah. it. I thought the, I thought the music in that was fantastic. Um, Chelsea, what about you? Any thoughts about Joe? He say she. You know, nope. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did my button go? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also just getting into the Studio Ghibli stuff, so I don't have. I don't. I don't know. I'm excited to see whatever comes out. Okay. All right. Now, who was, I think Morgan, you were the one said you were going to check out five centimeters per second. Did you watch that? Um, I I didn't say that. Oh, maybe it was Chelsea. I was tweeting back and forth with someone. No, it was oh. not me. Then it was me. I haven't no haven't done that yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Um, I'm adding that to my one. list right now. It's like it's only like an hour long. It's like three stories that are connected, but. It's very short, but it's but it's very good. Um, um, okay, what else is there? Not the big releases. Oh yeah, Sony um, is going to be releasing "Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, score by Mark Mothersbaugh. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this. Um, I love "Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs." Probably my favorite. Wait, what year did that come out? Two thousand nine. Yeah, I I can't remember what else came out that year. Maybe one of the kung fu. Nah. Um, How to Train Your Dragon was 2010, right? Yeah, yeah Up came out that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Up came out. Yeah, Up was good, but I, I mean, because Cloudy caught me completely off guard. I didn't expect anything from it, and I ended up loving yeah. that movie and loving Mark Mother, Mark Mother, Mother's Boss score. Um, anyone else excited about that? Yeah, one? definitely. That guy's, that guy's tight. Like his. His, if you look at his IMDb and just like everything that he's done, it's like he's done everything. I mean, first off, he was in um, Devo, which is yeah, like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like for anybody who doesn't know, like that that's the the band who did Whip It um, back yep. in the eighties. <laughs> yes, like, I, I remember. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> just I mean, looking at him and just looking at his style, it's very quirky. It's very different. And yet he can do a lot. Like his his range is very, very wide. I mean, he's you know anything from Super Mario World TV theme to like uh, Happy Gilmore, Rugrats, and Transylvania Hotel mm-hmm. Transylvania, and a whole bunch of these things. Like it's just like you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's was there a score release for Hotel Transylvania? I don't think I don't so. Think it was. That was and really disappointing. And yeah, they had, I they just had the one song up that I could find and that was really disappointing. But you know Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they I, I wasn't looking f- 
forward to a release of that one, actually. <laughs> well, I, I, but... I don't care about the movie. I just was wondering whether, I mean, Cloudy was, I really liked the score he did for Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Um, I think he managed to, like, balance his own innate quirkiness with some, like, I, he, like, with some, like, really surprisingly grandiose fantasy-type stuff. Yeah. It, took me, it yep. really took me aback when I heard that, and I'm hoping he can build on that. Yeah, me too, me too. There's a couple other ones here. Sony's also releasing the Smurfs 2. Um, I did not see the Smurfs 1 um, because I saw the Smurfs when I was a kid <laughs> and didn't want to see them desecrated as well. Um, although I don't know if it was a good or bad movie. Um, now, someone put John Powell there. I that haven't been able to confirm that. rumor's been floating around for years. I mean, he was, he was kind of erroneously attached to the first one a few years back, I remember, then it ended up being, you know, Hedro Pereira. And, yes. I mean, IMDb doesn't say it. John Powell's Wikipedia page doesn't say it. The Wikipedia page for Smurfs 2 says it, but what is, I mean, you know. And yes, I've also heard that John Powell's taking a break this year, so. Didn't he take a break last year? Oh, no, he did Lorax in uh, something see, yeah. else that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not thinking he's going to be doing it. I doubt it. I, I hope excited not. excited about it. Yeah. Anybody have any love for the Smurfs? Nope. Smurfs, nope, but not no Smurfs movie. Smurf. No. <laughs> Plus, it's not even animated. I, well, it is. I mean, it's... it's So's Oz, uh, then. Yeah. <laughs> so is every movie well, it nowadays. it's got a lot of animation in it, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I do like Hater Pereira. I think he can do good stuff, though. Um, let's see, Richard, I think I'm gonna have to lean on you for, uh, Do, Do Gakobo. Yeah, I don't know who they are, I just, I heard the samples, I thought it was pretty cool, I like the composer, so. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled with those samples. Yeah, I guess, I think you only like Shenmue from him, from Yeah, I think, I I think that's what it's turning out to be, It, it was just kind of like, very generic, you know, kind of Japanese styled score, and then the one the track uh, sample four was like, "Hello, Superman mm-hmm. Williams." I mean, it's clearly, clearly inspired by yeah. by Williams. Yeah, I I got um, that vibe as well. Although sample yeah. five, really, you know, it was like a mixture between a video game and The Price Is Right, and I just <laughs> <laughs> like I just had a really moment of like I miss Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even remember sample five now. Oh. Um, go, go, go back and listen to it and just, have to just go back see if you can hear it. the doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna stand up and support your guy, Richard? Uh I don't know. I guess I'm outnumbered <laughs> a little bit. But I'm not gonna watch the show. So. I don't I don't know anything about Majestic Prince. Yeah, I, you, I don't know anything you know about anything? it. I just uh I was looking at his stuff and it, it came up um i just like a lot of his scores uh his nhk stuff is very good it's quite different to this so maybe you'll like that instead okay is it is it a is it a feature um, i think it's a tv show anime oh it's a tv show okay all right yeah well we'll see on that um let's see let's go on to 20th century fox animation uh who's releasing epic come may 24th and reportedly scored by Danny Elfman. I, is that confirmed? Does anyone know if that's confirmed? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm. I don't know. Um, but it's definitely proof that John Powell is taking a break if 20th Century Fox is not going with him. 
That's true. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Is he kind of and, yeah? And Paul Greengrass player. is going with Henry Jackman on his next movie. So, oh, okay, yeah. Then that sounds like he's taking yeah. a break. Um, yeah. What are, what what uh, what do people think? I mean, Epic looks kind of interesting. Um, I'm not like really excited about it, but uh, I, you know, I think I'll see it. Um, I disapprove of the and... title. <laughs> It does. It, it does. It up. Put yes. It better live yeah. up to the name, or don't be calling your movie that. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> all the different variations of these uh, critic reviews using, you know, epic. epic. Oh yeah. <laughs> epic. epic. Fail, oh, yeah. Epic. Let's just get that out of the way right now. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm actually pretty excited for this with Blue Sky Studios. They kind of, um, you know, they they have their their crutch, which is the Ice Age. Series. Yep. So I like yep. to see them do new things like, yes. um, what was it, Rio, and then this one. So this was something that's it's fresh and original. It's based on based on a children's book. So I mean, it does have very much of like a fern gully vibe to me. I'm like, or mm-hmm. the human turns into a small human and meets mm-hmm. other small creature humans. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I think it's pretty cool. Um, Danny Elfman doing the music. I guess I'm. I don't know. I'm pretty. I guess. Good. I mean, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Whenever I do yeah. watch a movie where Danny Elfman does the music, I'm always kind of intrigued by the score, and then I'm always like, "Oh, who did that?" And you know, end up finding out it was him, and realize I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> well, with given Oz, it, I, my excitement level drops a little bit just because I wasn't <laughs> over the moon about mm. you know his Oz score. But you know, maybe this will. When was the last time he did something for an animated feature? Oh, Frank and Weenie. So yeah, not long ago. <laughs> Um, any other thoughts on Epic? Wish John Powell was scoring nope. it. Um. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Bones. Um, Bones did. Um, Bones did the, the 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 sword of the the one I talk about all the time. Now I can't remember Stranger. the title. Sword of the Stranger. Yeah, yeah he's got another <laughs> movie coming out. Um, Star Driver. No, nothing about it. Satoru Kusaki. Uh, know nothing about him, Richard. Uh, yeah, I've had, I've got the um, soundtrack to the show. Again, I oh, is it a TV yeah, show? Uh, no, this one's a movie, but it's a movie of a TV show. Wait, so what? it's a TV show originally, but this is the movie. Uh, oh, so okay. Sequel to the last, I guess it's the last season. I don't know. I've never seen it, but it's uh, it's just very happy, upbeat orchestral music. Oh. So, is it? It's just kind of. J-pop kind of no, stuff? No, no, definitely not. But uh, Not quite that Not, not that, that happy, happy no. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. God, I don't want AKB stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Someone was saying something? I said J-pop has its place. It does. Yeah, it on does. occasion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's an occasional track or two on my like. Uh, so is that coming out? That's coming out this year? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, okay. But you've already heard it? No, I've heard the TV music. Which it's oh, I it's see. good for okay. for a TV show. It's pretty good, I think. So by the same guy, yeah. I assume that's a guy. Uh, yeah, that's a guy. Um, well, I like I like stuff that Bones does. So so it's um, just an individual guy. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Okay. I think that's his um, pseudonym. Okay. Um, I forget his real name though. Um, Illumination Entertainment. Finally, their sequel, Despicable Me 2, comes out July 3rd. Um, I know Pharrell Williams is on it again, so I'm assuming Hans Zimmer and Ada Pereira will be doing it again. Um, did you guys like 
Despicable Me? I did. I loved it. The yeah. movie, I, I liked it okay, but I thought it was a little overrated. I agree. I'm on your side. Like, I, I, I saw it and I liked it, and then I was with a group of, you know, single kids, and this was always, like, the movie they wanted to see at the dollar theater, and so I think I was, like, I had too much of Despicable Me within a short yeah. period of time. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was it was good, but it wasn't hype-worthy like it's gotten. Like, I just saw a picture of someone who, like, pimped out their car in Despicable Me, like, oh, in okay. Miami somewhere, and I'm like, wow, I, I didn't realize it was that good. <laughs> yeah. But it was clever for what it, you know, brought I think I yeah. actually it had, liked Megamind a little bit more, which went to very similar places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it it had more, Despicable Me had more heart than I was expecting. True. I didn't really think it was going to, you know, I, I just thought it was going to be kind of slapsticky, Madagascar-y kind of a thing in, in terms of the type of comic. But, um, so I ended up enjoying it. Um, and I thought the music work, worked well in it. it. You know, even the compilation of old, you know, 70s disco and uh, I like Pharrell Williams' contribution to it, so I'm kind of, I'm not, it's not something I'm going to fall over myself to go see, but um, I am intrigued. I hope and there's a score release this time. Yes, that, that what if it's a good score. I thought yeah. the score for the first one was pretty good. Had some, yeah. some really catchy moments, some, yeah. Yeah. Mary, she said you liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed the film. I mean, the music didn't really... I, I don't know. I don't remember very much of it. And I, I remember thinking when I first saw the film that it was a bit of a letdown. Um, but I also didn't care very much because I, I really enjoyed the film. And it was it was good enough that it worked with the film very well. So I didn't necessarily need it to be more than that. Um, but yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that the film had a little more heart um, because that was what stood out to me about it. Um, mm. And especially since, again, I didn't expect that either going into it. So the fact yeah. that it, um, the fact that it sort of went there and, uh, and did so successfully for me made it a much more balanced offering than a lot of these other animated features. So, yeah. you know, that, that makes me eager to see the second one. The, the thing that I'm worried about is, to me, the, the best part were the three sisters, and they're going to be like teenagers by now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was quite, that was a few years ago. So if they have them in and again, they're going to be older, and I don't think they'll be well, as Well, it's cute. animated. They can... But but the voices. Oh, I, I mean, they had very, very specific that's voices. That's true. That's true. You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit... Maybe it doesn't even revolve around them. Who knows? Or they'll just lean um, on guys... something else for the cute factor because I mean there's there's very little that's cute about a teenager obviously so they they'll <laughs> have to uh, they'll have uh, to find only to another teenager yeah. is there yeah. cute as thing. long as they don't uh, lean on the minions they're too gonna much. lean upon exactly that's Those minions exactly bug me <laughs> that's what they're there to they're do. getting their own movie too so oh, oh have fun right. with that it's like yeah, the penguins of Madagascar movie. getting their own <laughs> which they are. Uh, well, didn't they have a TV show about the penguins? Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I think they did, but I think they're getting their own movie now. Yeah, they are. Oh, penguins are in Great. vogue this decade. Joy, I guess <laughs> they are. I guess they are. Okay. Um, well, let's let's go to the big boys that um, everyone's waiting for this year. Um, we'll start with DreamWorks. The Crudes uh, is coming out. DreamWorks first release since uh, I guess Rise of the Guardians. Yes. Big disappointment. Um, Score by Alan Silvestri. Clips have been up on Amazon for a little while. I have to admit, what I heard there, I kind of liked, um, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Crudes. What the the preview, the trailers, you know, I laughed, <laughs> so that's always a good sign. Um, 
Morgan and Chelsea, what do you guys what do you guys think about the crudes? Well, I have another apology to give to Chelsea publicly because oh, wow. I had we, I, we, I did a lot of apologies today <laughs> because we get uh, press tickets to go see these movies and. Um, but we got another pair of tickets to see the Croods last week. And I was like, eh, no, I'll just go to the press screening. I don't want to wait. And so I didn't even bother to give them to Chelsea. I just assumed she was going to she was gonna come to the screening. And I found out she's running like a half marathon of the day of the screening. So I feel really bad because she could have already seen this movie and had given us thoughts. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> I felt really bad about that. Um, There's no compliment mixed in with I, her. I know, either. right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm actually, when I first saw the concept art for this movie, I just didn't know what to expect. It looked kind of generic to me, but as I've seen more and more of it, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea. Um, I'll see the screening on Saturday, so I guess I'll find out what happens, but it's very Flintstones and, um, but then again, I don't know if there's been too many prehistoric animated films Mm. other than Dinosaur. So it's kind of a... Well, and Ice Age. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that too. So, I guess it works, so they're going for it, but um, yeah. I don't know. I have marginal expectations for this movie. <laughs> hmm. So, okay. yeah. Chelsea, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm probably one step below marginal, but like, I, I would have liked to have seen it either way. One last chance. Um, are you guys familiar with Alan Silvestri at all? He did Back to the Future, um, Forrest Gump, Contact. Um, what else is he? Oh, done? The Avengers. Um, oh yeah, The Avengers. <laughs> That's how much I like that score. Um, uh, Beowulf. Night at the Museum movies. Yeah. Yeah. When I was looking at this, I was like, wow, his like film filmography is so vast i don't even know what what to expect like what yeah. will think. <laughs> well the, there's samples up already at amazon I, you should check those out because they sound pretty good uh so it's kind of got me like oh it's not going to be wallpaper music great um so i'm kind of looking forward yeah to me it. too uh, he hasn't he hasn't done this type of animated film since the wild which was not a good film um <laughs> back in 2006 um and it was i don't think they did a full score release of that just a soundtrack that had a couple tracks on it from the score um so i'm hoping for more here edmund what were you gonna say uh i think it's it's kind of an an intriguing trend that uh dreamworks has for the first time not been hiring from the hans zimmer company for their music Mm -hmm. we'll rise the guardians first and now the crudes um and on the one hand i actually think it's a little bit of a shame because i think that almost invariably when the Hans Zimmer people get their shot at an animated movie, they tend to produce their best work. Mm, it's true. Um, Although Madagascar okay, could be yeah, but, um, debated. <laughs> that's true. But I'm also yeah. glad that to see that Sylvester is doing something that isn't going to require him to provide wall-to-wall action music for once. Yeah. Well, I, I did really like Beowulf. I mean, I thought that was a great score, which um, I think got a Q award or two, if memory Yeah, serves. but that score had a personality. Yes, very, a very different film to this. But um, um, Marius or Richard, any thoughts about The Croods? I'd like to see it. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the trailer. I, I think it's going to be light entertainment. I go into it with sort of neutral expectations, so it's not going to upset me if it turns out to be a bad film. 
Um, yeah. But I am. I think I'm more eager about the score, if only because I'm hoping that it'll be a an opportunity for um, Silvestri to, I guess, write some material that's closer to what I truly love in his repertoire. I mean, I think if mm-hmm. I had to pick the last Alan Silvestri score that I truly loved, it was, I guess, The Mummy Returns. That's a oh, long yes. time ago. Well, exactly. <laughs> and that's that sort of disappoints me because I really enjoy his work. And a lot of the scores that came before that um, from him I thought were fantastic. But for some reason, his recent stuff just has not been... You didn't like Beowulf? Yeah, Beowulf was, was good. Um, and it was certainly uh, unique, but I don't... It just it's not in the same realm for me as the other ones in terms of how many times I go back and listen to it and of yeah. how easily I can call up themes and so on and so forth. So, you know, either way, I'm yeah. hoping this will be a return to some of the energy and um, and just good writing from earlier in his career. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, who sounds- knows? Richard, uh, this sounds like a movie that's right up your alley. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, I, I saw the trailer with uh, Wreck-It Ralph Yeah, I was uh-huh. not interested Not not all. into it What about Sylvester's music though? Yeah, yeah, I like him It's been a long time as well Since I truly enjoyed something of his uh, I can't really think of the last one I loved But I do like stuff like Back to the Future uh, Cast Away mm-hmm. But I guess it's going to be very different <laughs> to that kind of thing yeah i'm not really i mean i could see some back to the futury moments in it you know i could see that being in there but we'll see i do think his recent scores are enjoyable but um yeah they're solid yeah yeah i mean i i I find it hard to sort of level any complaints against them other than that they feel very sort of by the numbers and i take that back because flight was not good flight it was different it was it was invisible <laughs> it was it was not good I, I was not i was very disappointed by his work there um is turbo being released by dreamworks now that i look at it i, I want to say i didn't know that yeah it is I think so yeah. it is okay uh coming july 19th score by henry jackman who did wreck it ralph um chelsea what do you think are you looking forward to turbo the the super quick <laughs> snail. <laughs> you know, I, I I have high hopes for the comedy in this. I hope that there is actually a really good storyline. I mean, it could be... I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, so I'm going to. So, yes, I am excited. <laughs> okay. All right. Just as Chelsea has high hopes for this, so does DreamWorks, because they've already, like, greenlit a Netflix TV spinoff. Are you no. kidding? It's no. not even out yet. Wait, wait. What do you mean a Netflix? You mean a series yeah, on Netflix? Like, like House of Cards kind of thing? Um, like an ongoing series that's only available on Netflix? Yeah. That sort of thing? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's not even, that's, I mean, I guess they're expecting this to be the next Cars. <laughs> oh, dear me. But from a marketing standpoint, that movie was a gold mine. Oh, yeah. Oh no but doubt. But I feel kind of like no Disney got there first. I mean, they, but then again, little kids love cars and Hot Wheels and racing snails. Apparently, so I don't know. <laughs> they like things that move fast or that are vehicles <laughs> yeah. like planes, which we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm a little bit more excited for Turbo rather than the Crudes. Um, can't really oh, okay. say why. I just I feel this one has a little something to it that. that yeah, could I be don't know why either. I think it might be just that the crude, the, I, the, they're so crude. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, just the character design isn't very appealing to me. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm not too overly thrilled about the crude. But Turbo, I mean, oh, I visually, I think it has a little bit more of an edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and did you guys like, uh, I think you guys both expressed that you liked uh, his work for Wreck-It Ralph, oh, yeah. Henry Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, what I liked about Wreck-It Ralph is that he had lots of different themes that he played off, um, different mm-hmm. worlds. So this one, I think, will be more just one theme. But yeah, I liked, I liked Wreck-It Ralph a lot, so I'm hoping he'll continue. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marius, any thoughts about Turbo? Uh, not really, because I, I've literally just seen that little teaser, and mm-hmm. you know that's that was the full extent of of my knowledge before this conversation. So all I can say is that again, I will go into it with the same sort of neutral expectations. Although now that I've heard that they're um, doing this uh, this spinoff, it makes me think that they think it's going to be excellent. So I feel. Like if there's one, yeah. you know, if I had to pick between them, I guess I should go with Turbo. But, you know, I I just I'll see them both and see how it goes. I'm not I'm not a huge yeah. Henry Jackman fan, um, so musically I'm more excited about the Crudes. But um, I mean, Jackman does very good work. It's just I don't think I've yet heard something really magnificent from him. You didn't like X-Men First Class? I did, but that's probably the best. Well, let me think. No, yeah, I think that's probably the best thing I've heard from him so mm-hmm. far. So, I mean, you know, that was a good score. And, and you're right. It's, I think, underrated. But not magnificent. Yeah, not magnificent. But like, not... it didn't blow me away. It was just a very good score. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just I, that I haven't listened to enough of his work and, and I should... I should spend more time with it, but if I, you know, if I'm talking about which one I'm more eager to hear, it's it's going to be Silvestri. So yeah, okay, I can probably agree to that. Although I do like Henry Jackman, I do think he's very talented, and I like where he's going. Even though he's kind of becoming John Powell the second, but not such a bad thing. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, someone noted Winnie the Pooh. Um, I don't know if that was Chelsea or Morgan, but. I really enjoyed that score um, for that mm-hmm. little animated feature. I thought he did a great job, and even having Zoe Deschanel singing her little bits in there, I thought that all worked together really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Turbo will have that vibe, but Not um, really, no. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Richard, any thoughts on Turbo? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it more than the Croods, that's for sure. But, okay. Uh, I like Henry J. X Men is is good, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I like his music. I think Edmund's right in saying it is a bit of a he is a bit of a um, substitute for John Powell, which is like you said, yeah. no bad thing. But uh, I mean, if he can get to that level, I guess uh, is is what, I, what right. my hope would be. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, it, well, it's interesting. They don't have a, a holiday release. It doesn't look like unless we've missed something. Uh, Morgan or Chelsea, do you know something? Yeah, else? they had um, Mr. Peabody and Sherman that was supposed to. Come oh, November, yeah. But they pushed it they to March it. 2014. And oh, that's the good. March 2014 film was called Me and My Shadow, and then that got pushed back into development. So um, I think with Uh-oh. Rise of the Guardians not doing as well in the box office, it, it I mean, they took a big hit. 
And since you're a yeah. publicly traded company, I mean, that shareholders are not happy. So uh, I think they cut back and I think they um, fired about 500 employees. And so they were going to have to yeah. And now I think they're back on to two. Okay. Not good. All right. Yeah, not good. I was looking forward yeah. to that. I mean, I remember the original like, as a out kid. Of, you know, the potential three this year, but we'll have to wait. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Disney then as we're starting to wrap this baby up. Um, let's see. Let's start with Frozen. Um, this one, you guys have been covering Frozen on the Rotoscopers or on Animation Addicts for some time. So maybe you can fill us in uh, on the history of this of this film. Oh, yikes. <laughs> well, this movie's been in you know, development for the past decade, it seems. So it's gone had lots of different directors and art styles. And I mean, Alan Menken was tied to the score at one point. And then uh, I think they brought in Christoph Beck, Robert Lopez and mm -hmm. Kristen Anderson Lopez. So I actually really like that they are sort of veering away from, I mean, the Randy Newman, Alan Menken genre, I guess, mm -hmm. because I, it's so easy to just, it works, right? Everything that they do or back in the 90s. But I, I like that in this new era of Disney animation that they're trying something new and fresh. And, you know, Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez are pretty hot right now, um, have a pretty good track record. Yeah. They, too, I think, were lyricists on Winnie the Pooh. So that's a good Oh, really? I think they did songs know that. for that. Okay. So they, oh, nice. they wrote um, Book of Mormon, the musical, mm -hmm. and then... And I, I've listened to that. I really like it. And so it might kind of be in the same vein. And then they also did a stage production of Finding Nemo at uh, Walt Disney World. So it could be the really? new duo. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. I mean, did you not like what Mencken did for Tangled? No, I did. That's the thing. Like, I mean, as a Disney fan, I, if he were just permanently on board, I'd be okay with it. But I like that oh, okay. they are kind of going a different direction. And Chelsea knows one of the, uh, can sing you a little part of some of these songs. We got a preview, I guess, at Destination D. But we didn't think of oh, a really? score at the time. I mean, it wasn't even, probably not even done now. Yeah. Mm, right. So this doesn't come out till holidays around Thanksgiving. Um, Christoph Beck providing the score, which that excites me um i really liked what he did for paper mm. man uh this last year last year that was actually the the piece of animation i was looking forward to more than any anything else um and really it really did deliver so uh, i got to talk to him about his work for that uh, a little bit very interesting that um how that score came out eventually i'm gonna post i haven't finished writing that up yet but eventually i will um <laughs> Uh, very interesting how that came together musically. Um, so I'm looking forward to what he'll do for for a very different type of film. Um, but interested to hear what he'll. The do. The only here. thing I'm worried about is, given that it's a musical and given Disney's track record of score releases, uh, I hope he doesn't get squeezed out. Oh yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm assuming he'll get. If he gets more know, than 20 minutes, it's a miracle. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Uh, did you guys like Paperman and, and the music? I really liked. Paperman? I really liked Paperman. I thought the music was um, kind of low key. It wasn't really that present. Uh, I thought it was a little interesting that he didn't go for the time period. Yeah, I asked him about that specifically. Yeah, he kind of he kind of just sort of went for a ver for a uh, timeless, but, but still sort of slightly modern ish sound. And yep. 
yep. is a little incongruous on paper, but I thought it worked on paper. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised at it, but it but it, it works in the end. It, it carries the 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 subtext, you know, <clears throat> through pretty well. It carries that vibe very well, even though it's uh, I don't know, not anachronistic, I guess, for that for the time period. Um, did you got did uh, you Morgan and Chelsea like the music for Paper Man? Oh, I loved it. You know, for me, I was watching it and it nearly made me cry. I was just like, it's just, just I don't understand what's happening to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the story itself it has there's no reason why you should. It's, it's what you there's just no reason why you should like feel that way, but you do. And I think the music had a big deal, had a really strong effect on that. I mean, it was. It was happy, intriguing, and it was also, it just kind of carried the whole thing perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Morgan, did you enjoy it as well, or not so much? No, I did. Just everything Chelsea did. said, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So that's coming out at the end of the year. They've got something else coming out, but it's direct to DVD, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Planes. Uh, which comes out on August 9th. Is that correct? It's coming direct yeah, to DVD? Yeah, I mean, it was direct to DVD, and then they were going to do a theatrical release, and then I've heard that it's back to direct to DVD, so it's it's unsure what's happening. And it's because The Little Mermaid 3D got canceled that I think they might oh. uh, give this one a theatrical release, but it's unverified at the moment. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the trailer that I saw it was just like, oh, it's Cars with Wings. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Um, so I'm maybe not so excited about that, although I'm more interested in, I guess, um, <laughs> um, airplanes that talk than uh, cars that talk. Um, so I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not real excited about it, uh, but I'm open. I don't know. What do you guys think? To me, planes feels more like Thomas the Tank Engine than cars, yeah. actually. It just feels like it's this new kind of... Um, I don't know. I don't know why I feel that way. I just do. I feel like it's just... Is that a good thing? A better thing? I guess it's worse because it's theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine... Oh, you mean, the, you mean the quality of? Um, where they're just going to have these little like one-bit stories and they're going to go from story to story, episode to episode. But we shall see. I mean, it's oh, a I movie, see. but in my mind, I still imagine this being um, like the movie to a TV franchise. Yeah. Right. Like they probably could have yeah. put this in the Netflix. Yeah, um, totally. TV. Um, I also the fact that it's it's been bouncing back and forth from DVD to to theatrical also doesn't give me too much hope. But then at the same time, like I think of in the new the new Tinkerbell series, like okay, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like the music, yeah. not the greatest. I'll get I'm like eh, it's normal what you would expect, I guess. But it was. Like the story in general, it was like this is a good story. They did a good job, and like it could have been on any on any screen at all. But um, yeah, I don't know. The fact that it's kind of bouncing back and forth does give you a little doubt. But you know, at the same time, I kind of want to give it a try. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at uh, James Seymour Brett's side at the moment, and I didn't realize he did score for Planet Fifty One, which I didn't see, but I wasn't really motivated to see so i don't know how good or bad the score was in that particular film did you guys see that film and, and cover it no i didn't no 
Anybody see Planet 51? Cricket, cricket. No. I had completely forgotten about this movie until he just barely brought it up. <laughs> I'm now intrigued. I mean, it has a, on his website when you click it, essentially you can preview all the tracks, which yeah. is kind of cool. It's a pretty neat site. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I, I, I foresee a Cars, Planes, um, like holiday special <laughs> coming sometime soon with the, with a cross between the two. Um, so that's in August. So, I mean, I would think they would know by now if they're releasing it on DVD or as a feature film, one would think. Yeah, last news was feature. So that was the last official okay. that I heard. Hmm. Hope they make okay. up their mind. Um, guys, do you know anything about James Seymour Brett? No, I do not. No, I had not heard that name before. Um, didn't know that he did Planet 51, even though I heard of that movie. Um, yeah, so, okay. Um, so that's Disney. Let's look at Pixar. Uh, Monsters University, of course, June 21st. And if it's Monsters, if it's Pixar, it's Randy Newman. How are you guys feeling about that? Why does Pixar insist on making sequels to its weakest movies? Um, because Disney's in charge now. Money? <laughs> Where is The Incredibles money, 2? Maybe? They set that up so perfectly. Yeah. And everybody says that. Yeah. Too. And yet, they're, I think they're, it's one of those things It's like, mwahaha, let's keep them wanting more. And yet, we don't want more of what they're giving us. I just don't understand. Yes. Yeah, I would rather them not do a sequel if it's if they know if it's just not going to live up to the first one. Well, or they could make uh, one for, that does. for the Incredibles for a change. Yeah, but Brad Bird's pretty much set. Oh, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Even though I yeah. would really, really like yeah. to see that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I thought Monsters was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But you know, I wasn't pining for a prequel. I guess this is. Um. Uh. And Randy Newman, you know, I'm I'm never like a over the moon about what he produces though it's never bad it just doesn't excite me so i'm just kind of meh with the whole thing um anyone else have a different reaction to this film and having randy newman do the score are we all in the same boat? i'm on, pretty your, much I'm all on your page <laughs> in the same boat although i do appreciate that they are you know keeping him in work because i don't think he's doing anything else really score <laughs> film score wise and that, they, that they've kept sort of loyalty to him even though uh, Michael Giacchino has kind of taken over as the house composer for Pixar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like Giacchino does yeah. the shorts now, which Newman used to. And yeah. Yeah. I think Giacchino's done most of the shorts up until Paperman, uh, as far as I can recall. Um, well, the, like some yeah. of the older ones, like from back to the late 90s, um, you know, Gary's Game or whatever that was. I don't even remember that one. Uh, yeah, with the two old people playing chess. I think that had... Oh, that's way back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's... Is that the... That's the only Pixar release for the year. I mean, they're... I like the teasers for it. I like what... I like the way they're marketing it, but... Um, I don't know. I'm just not... I'm not thrilled. Morgan, it didn't sound like you were thrilled. Chelsea? Thrilled? No. <laughs> I'm not thrilled, but like at the same time, I I'll see it, and I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be something that I'll think, oh, that was good. Yeah, that was nice. But yeah. I don't think that it'll be like the breakout film of the year. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. Sort of the same way Brave was fine. 
But, you know, mm. it's Pixar. Yeah. You expect a little bit better than fine. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to them getting back to their being really creative and, and doing something that we've not seen before. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, well, I think that's all the, the big titles. Any any final thoughts about this year? Uh, are you expecting this year to be better in terms of the features and in terms of the music uh, than last year? I am. I'm just hopeful that way. In terms of the music, I'm fairly sure we'll get a couple of good ones, especially those two Hisaishis look very promising. In terms of the mm-hmm. features, I can't honestly say that I'm overly optimistic. Hmm. I mean, none yeah. of those jump out at me and, and scream promise. Really. Probably a smart stance to take, but I'm still hopeful. Um, Morgan and Chelsea, are you are you thinking this year is going to end up being better than last? Or the same well, or worse? Well, just, I mean, one of my first ways to gauge it, I guess, is looking at the number of sequels. And that mm-hmm. sort of kind of mm-hmm. disappoints me when I see that majority are sequels. Uh, not saying they're not going to be good, but I'd like to see some more fresh things. Um, that being said, none of these stand out like um, as much as I guess they should. I, Frozen stands out. Um, Turbo surprisingly stands out. And Cloudy 2 stands out only because mm-hmm. everyone's like touting Cloudy. Um, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, the things that should, like the Crudes and, and maybe... Uh, not the Smurfs too, but some of the Miyazaki stuff I should be more excited for. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping this proves to be better than last year. But it's hard mm-hmm. to tell. It is. It is hard to tell. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is hard to tell. There, You never know. I, I just I hope to be pleasantly surprised by something. And is there any that we missed that you guys know about? That we just didn't even list on this, on our little list here. Let me see. I had a list pulled up. I don't think there is turkeys. Oh, <laughs> right. Isn't that like from the Blue Sky? Who made? No, Rio? it's from a student it... call or a studio called Real FX. I'm not quite oh. sure what their past stuff is, but I'm ass- I'm assuming that's Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, better believe it. <laughs> Another movie capitalizing on a major holiday. <laughs> so it can get tons of replay value every year on Yeah. I like how they were subtle about yeah. it. That, that was that I was think pretty a cool. basic so that... plot line are two turkeys trying to avoid being eaten. That's if I remember correctly, but oh, the easiest. Okay. Very deep. Yes. It <laughs> sounds very Mary Melody's Looney Tune ish kind of a thing that you know, which I wouldn't be against if it's just that straightforward. But um, I, I am lamenting the fact that, you know, there's no 2D. Oh, no, that's not this year. Song of the Sea. Have you guys heard of Song of the Sea? No. I think that's next year. Um, the the studio that did uh, the Book of Kells a couple years ago. Yeah. Did you guys? They're, they're doing another one called Song of the Sea. And it looks amazing, as amazing as Book of Book of Kells did. Which blew me away, um, but that, I think it's not coming out till 2014. But I'm I'm really disappointed in that. There's I don't think there's any there's no 2D animated anything. I mean not that's not independent. Yeah, for sure. This year and and, and that's really sad. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, the, 
Oh, well, Miyazaki, that stuff is, true. of course, too. True, true. Yeah, Ghibli Studio Ghibli. So thankful for that. Um, yeah, okay. Well, um, any other thoughts, Mary? Are you looking forward to this year more? Same, Richard? What do you guys think? I was, I'm an optimist. I'll always look forward to it. But I, I don't uh, – uh, I have to agree with Edmund that none of these titles really uh, have jumped out at me as something that I'm specifically eager to see. Um, so, you know, I'll go, I'll see them, but, um, I guess I'm, I'm hoping for pleasant surprises because I don't really have very high hopes for any one in particular, which is unfortunate, but, you know, and there's always, there's always something that will come out of left field and surprise us. And, uh, so hopefully we'll get to this time next year and be a little happier with our, with our lot. Yes. I hope you're right. Richard, any final thoughts? Um, I think it's going to be better than last year, but not by much. Because of Studio Ghibli, right? Yeah, I Pretty think much. those two and um, Cloudy are the only ones I can yeah. guarantee I'll see. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I think those three hold the most promise, so we'll see. We shall see. So that's our look at the 2013 uh, year of animated films and um yeah we'd like to know what you're looking forward to if any of these titles or something that we've missed we'd love for you to let us know about it so we can uh make sure we have our eyes and ears open for what me what may be coming on the screen um so do let us know email us at soundcast at tracksounds.com uh, leave us a voicemail at 407-512-0614 hit us up on Twitter at Track Sounds or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Track Sounds. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so really easy just by going to our site, tracksounds.com. On the splash, on the homepage, you'll find on the right side a little donate, PayPal donate button. And on the Soundcast page, you'll find it there too. Um, your support really does help keep, keep this podcast going. Um, I want to thank Morgan and Chelsea from uh, the Rotoscopers from the Animation Addicts for coming on. Guys, how can they, or gals, how can people find and follow you on the internet? So they can find us at therotoscopers.com. That's where we post all of the animation news, uh, reviews for DVDs and films that are coming up, and just random general thoughts. And the podcast is also there. You can find the podcast on Stitcher Radio, iTunes. Uh, so yeah, and then um, essentially anywhere, any social media, Twitter, Facebook, we're just the Rotoscopers on that. You're mm-hmm. there. All right. Awesome. Edmund, where can people find and follow you? You can always find me on Facebook or else at Edmund Minerts on Twitter. All right, Richard? Um, at Monkey Butler Man on Twitter. And Marius? I'm... Uh... Easily reached on Twitter at Mathazar, M-A-T-H-A-Z-Z-A-R. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, Chelsea and Morgan, thanks for taking so much time out of your day to come on and and talk about uh, the upcoming animated films and what you've been listening to. Um, It's been great having you on. Love to have you on again sometime. And um, uh, I highly encourage everyone to check out uh, their podcast and their site as well. Thank you so much. This was fun. Our pleasure. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's going to do it. So until we are together again on the Internet, we want to say may the notes be with you. <laughs>